Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Heike Diekman, and my guest today is Darren Hayes, CEO of Quick Corporate Australia, an independent dealer based in Perth on the west coast of Australia. Quick Corporate is Australia's third largest B2B operator after Wink and Topspot, and Complete Office Supplies in second place. It's also the largest member of Dealer Group Office Choice. Darren has been in charge for the past eight years, right-sizing the business, dealing with all the consolidation that's been going on in the market, and most recently, of course, handling the ramifications of COVID-19. I caught up with Darren for our interview in the May-June issue of OPI, at the beginning of my working day and at the end of his. Here's an extract of that interview. Good morning, Darren. Oh, actually, good evening. I believe you're just on your drive home after a day in the office, uh, just as I'm starting out. Let's start this interview with you and uh, then the company. I must admit, I'm more familiar with your competitors than I am with Quick Corporate. So tell me a bit about your background, first of all. Most certainly. I think certainly a bit diverse. Um, I've come out of a, a small business working through to large multinationals. Uh, and owning my own businesses over those years. So I come with quite a, a wide open mind around business in its small form and through to the large national size. I've had quite a long tenure within the telecommunications industry. Um, yeah, that was from running a state for Vodafone in the west coast of Australia uh, to moving into running their national distribution um, operations nationally in the country for them and also running all their channels. So it's been a, quite a colourful period in the telco sector and then to be seconded across uh, by the headhunters into the IP industry, which started eight years ago. I noticed that you're director of Office Choice as well. I am, I am. So I sit on the Office Choice board here in uh, Australia. I've uh, been on there for just over two and a half years now. So they, they run branded members, um, hiker and unbranded channel, as it was. Mm -hmm. uh, so we trade under our own entity, but we utilise the group's aggregated, you know, buying volume and negotiation supply chain to give us better commercial buy outcomes as well. The obviously the Office Choice group of independent dealers is about 135, 140 in the group. Um, Quick Corporate sit as their largest dealer in Australia. Let's talk about uh, Quick Corporate a bit more. Can you give me a brief synopsis and some major milestones over the past um, 30 years or so? Yes, yep. So they, they started in um, on the west coast of Australia as um, a business called Quick Cup, uh, predominantly supporting the canteen, you know, supply into small to medium business. Um, the owners of the company uh, have many business interests here in Australia and overseas, uh, and they had an appetite for that business to grow and become a national business. Um, Eight years ago, they completed their fifth acquisition in Australia in the office product sector, so buying up some of the smaller players within the relative territories around Australia to finally complete to have a national footprint. Um, and at that time, I was brought into the business to consolidate the business in its workings from an ERP perspective, web and offering to the client base and start to actually get the synergies of a national business. Um, you know, I'm happy to say we, we achieved all those milestones over the first couple of years in getting the business aggregated uh, and then started from a systems perspective to also ensure that we were 
operating as one business unit nationally. Um, you know, and we're now the, the third largest B2B player in the Australian marketplace, subsequent to all those consolidations that occurred. So the business has had, you know, good, good heavy growth. Um, the other side of our business, which, you know, we're not branded under our name, but we own 49%, is a, a company called Coolbardi. And it's the largest Indigenous workplace supplier company in Australia. Uh, that business, JV, started seven, six and a half years ago. And that has had huge success um, over that six and a half, seven years with double-digit growth actually quarter by quarter. Um, as the appetite for Aboriginal or Indigenous engagement in Australia has grown very strongly over that period. Is that where the uh, Bibblemum range comes from? Yes, most certainly. So part of the Coolbardi offering and certainly the Quick Corporate Australia offering is that we offer an Indigenous branded product called Bibblemum. Um, the Bibblemum product we actually bring in from overseas direct ourselves, branded under that name. So it gives us the ability to direct import a key high volume ranges into the marketplace. But where it sits really different to the rest of the market is that every time that product has been purchased by a customer, uh, a percentage of that purchase is actually contributed back to a fund called the Bibbleman Fund. And that fund's, I suppose, charter is to support Aboriginal people in Australia. And it takes on many different um, initiatives over the years ranging from um, business camps where we've taught Indigenous people to how to take an idea of a business idea conceptually and formulate a business plan and take it to an actual real-time business. Uh, we have sponsorships uh, of scholarships around the country with various universities. So it's been quite instrumental in being able to actually support Aboriginal people in Australia through the purchase of that product. And in the large corporate sector, that has a high resonance, um, so the corporate uh, businesses can be seen as good corporate citizens, and obviously their staff get to see the product and understand what that product does back to the Indigenous people of Australia. So it's not made in Australia, it's giving back to Australia. Correct, correct, and specifically Indigenous people. And I believe Office Choice and all its dealer members can sell those ranges, is that right? They do, yep. They have the ability to sell those products through their own outlets um, and the same applies. When that product's sold, a percentage of the purchase price goes back to the Bibbulmun Fund. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that you're the third largest player now. Where do you sit in comparison to, say, COS, which I believe is about 215 million Australian dollars? Yep. So we are smaller than complete office supplies. Um, and obviously it's an interesting play because as the third player, if we go from complete office supplies to Wink, the quantum is significant um, when you go from you know, Wink size down to complete office supplies. Um, being a private business, I won't disclose our turnover, um, but we are a bit smaller than complete office supplies in regards to that total turnover. Okay, I understand. Uh, can you tell me a bit more about your footprint in Australia right now? Most certainly. So up to two years ago, we actually had distribution centres in all five key states across the country. Um, part of our business strategy and, and getting, I suppose, a tight, lean machine was that we looked at distribution. One of the key caveats um, of our business and, and predominantly all of the workplace supply businesses in Australia is next day delivery. And we looked at how we may be able to actually create a more efficient supply chain to the marketplace, but with the caveat that we still had to supply next day from
from an order received four o'clock the previous day. So we then looked across the distribution centres and found that we could meet that promise from three strategic locations in the country. And only as effective as of late last year, we went back down to three distribution centres, but obviously bolstering those three to take on the workload and the capacity of the two other states that we didn't have distribution centres in. And we ship all products direct overnight, which are then delivered to our customers that following day. And where are these um, three centres? We've got the West Coast, which is Perth, WA. And then we move across from the eastern seaboard. We have New South Wales, Sydney. And then we have Melbourne in Victoria. What about your product mix? Uh, and that is possibly a question of two halves, as in pre-COVID and currently. Yes, so look, from a, a product perspective, we offer all the core product ranges. So going obviously from your traditional office supplies, janitorial, canteen, furniture, um, we do a lot in the print and promotional space. Um, work clothes, workplace supplies on the, on the clothing side, definitely. Uh, we obviously, through the COVID period, we saw that PPE and um, you know, sanitising janitorial sector you know, definitely have a high growth curve for us. Um, but to be honest, we haven't seen those big spikes continue. Um, though, you know, I think a bit of panic buying that occurred and people trying to bolster you know, the ability to make sure they had the right stock levels for the just-in-case. And, you know, Australia in particular to the global market, you know, we, we could not be luckier as a country when it comes to the impacts of COVID. You know, as much as we've seen some hiccups relative to the world space, you know, we are definitely an island and we have definitely benefited from that, you know, uh, mm. remote locality of our country. There is no doubt, and in particularly Western Australia, it's almost like life goes on without COVID, you know. Uh, but we're, we're under no illusions, um, Piker, that, you know, it, it can come in around the corner and our business continues to look and plan ahead to make sure that if and when uh, we're in a position to, to be, you know, capable. We are what they call uh, classified as essential services uh, and we do service a lot of government and police and army, you know, businesses around the country. So, you know, we can continue to operate under the COVID banner as it was. So where's your customer's sweet spot, as it were? Is it mostly the mid-market as opposed to the sort of the corporate end or the, the small business sector? Yes. Look, definitely the mid-market is where we see um, our value proposition. So when I talk about, you know, what, what do we do different as it was, you know, I think when I speak to my leadership, you know, one of the analogies I use is that, you know, quick corporate is more like a, a battleship rather than an aircraft carrier. So if I was to look at Wink, you know, it's it's one big beast and it's fully laden and it's uh, travelling in a direction. For them to change their business offerings and their and you know, their strategic approach, you can't turn that ship around too quick. And that's where we as a business are quite unique and a bit more nimble as a battleship. We can tack and change how we do things quite quickly you know, from a systems process even, and, and I'm very familiar with large multinational businesses in the, the challenges to make change. It doesn't happen overnight. We talked about your big B2B competitors, but uh, what about Amazon? It's not a new player in the market anymore. Have you seen any leakage, particularly at the moment, as sort of COVID times to that uh, operator? Uh, look, I think Amazon probably would have had definitely seen some incremental growth in our, from our sector within their business model. Um, I, at the moment, do I see them as a big threat or competitor to our industry? My, my honest answer at the moment is no, I don't. 
Um, you know, Australia is a very large place, um, and the Amazon DCs are not located across all of the country, so they don't, they can't provide that next day delivery capability nationally. Um, but you know, we go back, and I keep mentioning the, the likes of Officeworks. Officeworks, I think, will become a very formidable competitor in the B two B space once it puts a much stronger focus on it. Um, yeah, it's got a very big distribution footprint. It's geared to the retail sector, um, but it, it has the capability, and I'm sure it has a, a quite a solid B2B book relative to their total turnover anyway. Which I presume will become an ever-growing threat to uh, dealers. Is there anything you'd like to add in that context? There is okay. one area, Heike, that I think is very interesting. Um, so the independent dealer channels, you know, they've, they've, I suppose, and again, I, I relay this back to my days when I owned um, a Mitre 10 hardware store, and I had that for 10 years. Um, it, was one, it was actually the largest Mitre 10 hardware store in the country when I sold it, and I was approached when I came back down into Perth around opening up what they called a superstore. And at that point in time, the Bunnings, which is West Farmers, who happened to own Officeworks, they were launching these big mega stores around the country in the hardware sector. And I did think long and hard around, you know, do I go in and open up one of these mega stores as well? And in the end, I decided not to. And it was funny, over the preceding 10 years, I watched the big super stores in these hardware environments actually cannibalise a lot of the independent hardware stores around the country. And, you know, some 30 years, 25 years later, there's actually not many of those stores left now in Australia as, you know, they continue to open these big Bunnings superstores by the West Farmer Group. As I join the office products industry, I'm actually seeing kind of almost deja vu, the same thing occurring where when Officeworks opens up one of its large stores in whatever point of presence that may be around the country, it's at the demise of the smaller dealer. And that small dealer then has a real trouble in trying to, I suppose, be price competitive against such a large business. And my personal view is that the independent dealer channel in Australia, and channels I say in plural, I think if they were to unite and become one group and provide logistical capability where they actually had their own warehouses and big large warehouses that could then hold bulk branded stock in their own name. So it gave them the ability to look to import products from a white box strategy. I really think that would be a saviour for the industry because, you know, I think the independent dealer channel out there, they're doing it hard too, you know, and when you see these big stores open, it, it gives them a real degree of challenge where if they could consolidate that aggregated volume, they, they become a formidable power within the market. They utilise that aggregated buying power of all the independents uh, be it we see each other as competitors out there, I think there's a time where you've got to take the blinkers off and actually go, you know what, it's time for us to really look to, to leverage our combined ability and scale and, you know, capability through our own warehouse. So, you know, I sit here in Australia watching that now and, and just seeing where this will go in the coming year or two years because I think the time is coming, is my honest view. Are you talking about office choice dealers here or dealers under both groups? Uh, as in Office Choice and Office Brands? I think the Office, you know, Office Choice group could do it within their own right. When I look at the size of the market competitors, 
for me, Utopia is, okay, let's take our own bias away. We're not a competitor to each other. Let's join forces and now, actually we'll be bigger than complete office supplies, well and truly. Uh, so it puts you in quite a formidable position to go, we can really scale up. I think it's, it's you know, we've, we've been competitors for a long time and, you know, how do we take those differences away and look past that, you know, looking at each other kind of a game to go, you know what, if we could really take the blinkers off and take a holistic look in a real big scale, this could be something that could really protect all of our members on both groups long term. Hmm, okay. It's not necessarily something that would work in many other markets, I'd say, but uh, given the lack of a really established wholesale scene and, of course, the might of office works in Australia, it would certainly open up the market, as you say. That's a great way to finish, Darren. Thanks for your time and for being so refreshingly open and passionate about the various topics we discussed. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. For more from this interview with Darren Hayes, make sure you check out the forthcoming May-June issue of OPI magazine. This content will only be available to OPI subscribers. If you're not already a member of OPI, please go to the OPI website, opi.net, and click on the subscribe button near the top right of the homepage. Please join us soon for another episode of OPI Talk. Okay.